coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Podcast, why learning to work is more important than Mandarin lessons, why raw talent alone doesn't guarantee success, and a little-known secret to getting ahead in Hollywood. But first, the joke of the day. A six-year-old boy called his mother from his friend Charlie's house and confessed he had broken a lamp when he threw a football in their living room. But mom, he said, brightening, you don't have to worry about buying another one. Charlie's mother said it was irreplaceable. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic is the number one habit your children should develop. A couple years ago, the Wall Street Journal had an article entitled, Less Mandarin, More Chores. And the point of the article was that so many parents want their kids to be successful. And so they have their kids signed up for all these classes uh, to get ahead. Mandarin, tennis, singing, uh, after-school tutoring. Math tutors, science tutors. Yeah, Yeah, they just have their kids' schedules jam-packed full of highly educational activities, things designed to get their kids ahead. And the point of the article was that this these packed schedules had an expense. They were basically shoving chores out of the way. The kids no longer had time to do chores, but there was a problem with this. Every study that's been done shows that a, a child having chores, especially from an early age, was more indicative of their future success than anything else. So if you have to choose between Mandarin classes and doing chores, the Wall Street Journal said, you need to pick chores. <laughs> that was more important. Well, no, that was just it. The, the, the parents were missing the point. They thought by doing all these extra things, they were helping their kids to get ahead. But in reality, they were circumventing or, or short, I guess, uh, short-sighted. Uh, what would be they the term? They were leaving out the most important yeah, they, ingredient. The, the, the most important thing of success was, in fact... Doing chores. Doing the chores. Yeah. As lowly and as unimportant as that sounds, it was actually more important than these extracurricular activities. I like how Trixie is vacuuming in the background. <laughs> I know. I know. That case in point, we really believe in this. As a parent, I, I know my mom dealt with this, and I used to deal with this where I would feel guilty, and I know my mom felt guilty, asking especially the high school, junior high students to do chores and help around the house. Yeah, because they're so busy. I look at, like, Trixie's workload. Or yeah. Caleb. Caleb's taking four AP classes right now. His choice, by the way, not ours. Not ours. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that, but he's taking four AP classes right now, and his workload is tremendous, and you feel bad. Hey, uh, could you go do the dishes, or could you clean the bath? You just, you, you feel bad. Well, and then they've got youth group, they've got uh, sports, mm-hmm. they've got other things that they participate oh, right. he was, in. He, he was in football last semester. Yeah. He had his, his scout troop and Which his Which was overdoing and, it. That was overdoing yeah. it. Football was ridiculous. What, 18 hours a week outside yeah. of school? So you feel 
as a parent, I know I, I'll sometimes struggle with that feeling of guilt of, oh, I, I'm being petty. I'm asking them to do the dishes when I know they have all these other things that are so important. Well, they're, and they're their not, grades and their, you mm-hmm. know, all these other commitments and they're that not, they have. They're, and Trixie and Ruby and Kate, they're not afraid to tell you either. I'm too busy. <laughs> yeah, Mom, this is, I'm not, I'm, I don't have time this for that. isn't as important. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, as a parent, you know that it's super hard to teach your kids how to do a chore, and then you've got to inspect it, you've got to stay on it, you've got to, it's a lot of work. And sometimes it's a struggle. And a, a lot of parents realize, wait a minute, it's actually less work, less stress, if I just do it myself, yeah. or or sure. uh, go hire somebody <laughs> for minimum wage, hey, clean my house, clean my kid's room. Uh, well, no, especially if the kids are giving you pushback, or they're too yeah. busy, or, they're, or they don't want to. And after a while, you're like, well, why am I doing this? Yeah, this isn't it's, efficient. It's this too much isn't... work. It causes a fight every time. It's not working out. They don't have the time anyway. Either I'll do it myself, or let's I'll make just, life easier. I'll have somebody else do it. Yeah. I'm going to make my life easier, and let's just skip this. Yeah. If you once you realize though that teaching them to work and having them do this work consistently is one of the number one ingredients that goes into their future success, it changes everything. When you when you really believe that and realize that, all of a sudden you don't feel guilty about saying, Nope, you gotta make your bed. You gotta clean your room. Hmm. You gotta take out the garbage. All of a sudden, you're like, no, I'm being a good parent, and this is important for my child. This is crucial for them. And it changes. You don't feel guilty about it because you know, no, this is definitely important, and this is for their benefit. And huh. it gives you that confidence as a parent realizing realizing that information. And then it also, as far as the time and energy goes, all of a sudden, it's worth that time and energy. Because, you know, you're putting all your time and energy to driving around all over, putting all this money into it, you know, all oh, putting them in this class, putting them that, getting them the best tutors, getting them all this. And you realize, wait a minute, if this is more important, it's worth my time. It's worth my energy to, to have them learn to do this. And it, so it changes your perspective on what you're doing as a parent instead of, oh, I'm just being a nag and I'm being petty. I'm wasting their time. All of a sudden, it's, no, this is more important. This is crucial for their future success. I think one of the underlying, though, beliefs is that that, that work isn't that important. Or I think maybe the idea is that somehow a person's talents trump work. Like, right. it's, it's just not that important. It, how do I put that? Well, it's it's like when you worked in, my husband worked in Hollywood for over a decade. And that was, um, that was an eye opener there because living, living in LA, so many people moved out there with stars in their eyes thinking, I'm talented, I'm beautiful, people are going to see me and just be wowed by me. And I'm going to be handed a role and and I'm going to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With sure. little or no effort on my part. That was de- no. That was definitely a prevailing theme in Hollywood, where people would move out there thinking, "I'm going to be famous," without ever putting in the work. Yeah. Hand me a script. I'm here. And I now I was a 
a television editor, so my job was to put the shows together. But even that that mentality was prevalent among editors, where even though editors aren't a famous part of Hollywood, but even then, in in your career, it was too. It was interesting because my experience, and I worked there for ten years. My experience was overwhelmingly the the people who were successful <laughs> were the people who showed up. Ninety nine percent of success in Hollywood was just showing up, because you can learn on the job. And I, I showed up in Hollywood and I had been an editor for several years when I moved there and to get to the tra- transitioning to, from where I was before to, to Hollywood, it was a bit of a transition there. But once I got going, I, I thought I was good. But when I got to Hollywood, I w- realized, oh man, I have a lot more to do, but I already knew how to work. And so it wasn't a big deal to me. I was like, okay, well, roll up my sleeves and get to work. But for other people who moved there, they just couldn't hack it because they weren't used to working and they weren't willing to put in the effort to develop their talent or their ability, which... Well, a a friend of mine who is an actress down there, a Mm -hmm. successful TV actress where she had regular work, she said it was shocking how many of the other actors and actresses would walk onto set never having researched their parts, never having read the script never having practiced their lines and they were doing their lines for the first time and had no idea who their character was. Uh, They just hadn't done the basic homework that you're supposed to do as an actor, like basic, basic homework. And that's what Anthony Hopkins said. He, he, He was complaining. He's like, only his complaint was the other way. He's like, I'm always shocked at how many directors don't do the work. They haven't done the work to develop what we're going to be doing. And he, he, that was his complaint. Yeah, yeah. so a, a true so, professional there. Oh, but, but, but speak, speaking of professions and professionals, though, the, the other, uh, the, going back to this idea, though, of, of talent somehow trumps the necessity for work, I, I totally disagree with that, first of all. But I think a really good example would be um, the basketball star Tracy McGrady. And that, from what I've read, and I don't know him personally, but from what I've read, he was perhaps the most genuinely, naturally gifted basketball player ever. He was, he had the ability to be better than Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan and LeBron James and all these other amazing basketball players combined. He just had so much raw talent. It was like oozing out of him that he was just truly a gifted basketball player. But he was lazy. <laughs> He didn't want to put in the work to develop his talents. And from his, I believe it was his high school and his college and his um, NBA coaches all said, yeah, I, I couldn't work with the guy. He was, he drove me crazy. The amount of talent that guy had, and he just didn't want to put in the effort to, to develop it. And he, instead of being the greatest player of all time, he was, uh, yeah, he was an okay, he was a pretty good player but that was it he just he never truly rose to the level that he could have because he wasn't willing to work and he thought he could get by just on his talents well it actually sometimes it actually is more challenging to learn to work the more talented you are and here's why we had a daughter who was extremely talented with music since she was a baby she could pick out tunes on the piano she just had had an ear for music And so one time I signed her up for a piano class and she was taking the class and the teacher was super impressed and she'd come in there and she'd play the songs. 
finally I had to pull the teacher aside and say, you know, my daughter's not practicing at all. She, she, what she's doing is she's going in there and she's telling you, oh, could you play the song for me one time? And then she's just sitting down and playing by ear what you just played. She can't read a single note. Okay. But she was that talented. <laughs> but she was that talented. And once the teacher realized that, she was like, oh, okay. So she. Well, no, she because most people aren't that talented. You can dupe <clears throat> most people. Yeah. And the and same get thing by. happened. The same thing happened in her singing class. Hmm. The same thing, because she had perfect pitch, but she wasn't actually practicing at home, but she was getting away with it. But had she practiced, she would have been amazing, incredible. Not not amazing. She would have been incredible. But as it was, she was wowing her teachers, and she wasn't having to work at all. But the thing is, is that only took her so far. Yeah, uh, you can only go so far. Well, and we're going to touch on that in a uh, yeah. minute, like what what the limits are, because if you don't learn to work, like what are the limits? Yeah, but but it's actually harder when mm. you have that natural talent to realize to accept the fact. Well, that because you're not being held, to the, you're not being held to a standard. You're already above everybody you're above else. Above the yeah. standard, and so you think you're the exception to work, and that it doesn't really matter. But in the long run, it does matter. And uh, the best example I can think of, personal example, when I was in second grade, I, I was not considered one of the smartest kids. Mm -hmm. But I was sitting next to this boy in second grade who I was just amazed by him. He was so smart and so fast. Like in math, I would try to get my worksheets done as quickly as he did. I couldn't even come close. I thought, how is it even possible for him to compute math that quickly in his head and to get the answers down? And I was just in awe of this, this uh, classmate of mine, how smart, how naturally smart he was. And so I just kept working and working. And by fifth grade, both of us received, he received the top award for boys academically. And I was super proud because I was standing next to him as the top girl <laughs> for academics. But then what was sad was the next year, you know, junior high is kind of a rough time. You make a lot of critical decisions during that time. This boy made some bad friends, started, stopped applying himself in class, started purposely not doing well in school and goofing off. And these were not good friends. Meanwhile, I kept working. I kept working. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to high school. We're, we're in some social gathering together. And he made a comment to me, oh, you're so smart, Hannah, though. And, and some comment about how he was dumb. And I was like, what? I know, that's not true. I knew that wasn't true. I knew that he was naturally way smarter than I ever had been. The difference was, is I had kept working when he stopped. Mm-hmm. And it, he finally started thinking he was stupid and not talented. And, and that wasn't true at all. It was a lie. The only difference was I had kept plugging along. And by that t time, I was in line to be valedictorian at the high school that I was at. And I knew I wasn't the smartest kid there. I knew I wasn't even close to the smartest kid. And that's when I started realizing, wait a minute, hard work makes you talented. Hard work makes you smart. Yeah. Well, and it, it was this aha moment of, wait a minute, 
And, and I, I don't claim to be an expert on this topic, but I do want to just touch base on that really quick. I think that uh, Mother Teresa, I think, would be mm-hmm. a, a good example of that, where she wasn't necessarily the most talented person. <laughs> she was, from what I've read, she wasn't particularly good at speaking or particularly good at writing or particularly good at much of anything, except she was really hardworking. Mm-hmm. And she worked tirelessly to help other people. And because what she lacked in raw talent, she made up for in spades in working hard. And I think that's kind of the point is most of us don't have that the talent coming out of our ears. But we can develop what talents we have and enjoy success if we just learned, if we develop that work ethic. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think Mother Teresa is a, a fantastic example of that. Where Can anybody doubt the amount of good she did simply by virtue of her working hard and developing what talents that she had? And I think that falls right in line with what you were just saying about yourself, where you, had, you didn't think that you were the most talented. Interestingly, I think that your talent is hard work, but <laughs> you worked hard to develop that. Yeah. And, it, and as part of that, you, could, you were able to succeed in all these other areas and so that's why we say it's like the number one um, attribute or talent or, or habit your children should learn is because everything else kind of flows from that. If you're hardworking, you'll be able to overcome the homework challenges or you'll be able to figure out how algebra works or you'll be able to do well on the basketball team or you'll be able to do well in your social <laughs> settings. Like that, that work ethic translates across the board whether, and if you're learning Mandarin, you'll be able to learn Mandarin more effectively if you've learned how to work. How to work. When my kids and I were studying anatomy and we were studying the brain and intelligence, it was kind of an aha moment when you realize that the, you build neuron networks within your brain mm-hmm. through work. You can actually... Really? Your intelligence Wait. is actually created as you work and study, and it creates neur- neuron. So the, the, the neuron, the neuron your network. Your intelligence is actually dependent on work. Did they say why? It, I can't remember off the top <laughs> of my head. <laughs> but you remember them saying. But I, I remember going. Wait a minute! You build a person can build new neuron networks through work. And your intelligence work your intelligence depends on your work. Huh. And and so it's not, oh you're smart. It's not just oh, something. Oh, I see have. what they're saying. They're saying it's 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 intelligence yeah. is something you can develop. Yes, it's something you develop work. Oh, that's cool. through work. You that's how you build new neuron networks. You cannot build new neuron networks without work. Huh. Uh, but that's what your intelligence depends on. Well, and that, but that's just it. That's kind of what we're trying to do with our children. And I, I think, I, I like to think that I speak for most parents that you want your kids to be smart. You want your kids to be intelligent. You want your kids to be successful. Isn't that, I mean, isn't that kind that's of the, the whole goal yeah. of, of parenting? Why I'm you sh- had kids? I'm sure there's some oddballs <laughs> out there who don't. I want my kids to be stupid. <laughs> I'm going to withhold intelligence from, I don't know. Yeah, but the, I think for for most parents, that's what they want. They want their kids to have what you just described, where they want them to be intelligent. They want them to they be hardworking. They want them to reach their potential. And I, 
Well, and that, I think maybe we need to, to define what it means to, to be successful because we kind of use that term. We throw mm-hmm. that term around like, oh, you want your kids to be successful. What does that mean? To me, it was what I just said where my children, I feel like I have succeeded as a parent if my children have work ethic and they are able to accomplish their unique mission in life, whatever whatever that may be, um, where, where they're able to de- determine what their unique skill set is, whatever talents they do have, and then to use them to the best of their abilities to fulfill their fulfill their destiny. You know, we love we love Hollywood movies where the the main like especially the with all the action movie the hero movies that we have where they they discover their hidden ability like oh there's my superpower. I, I truly believe every single person has at least one superpower. It's discovering what that superpower is and then developing it. But we love our our superhero movies are like that where it's so exciting to watch the superhero discover the superpower and then develop it and then use that to defeat the bad guy. That's kind of how I envision my job as a parent is to help my kids discover what their superpowers are and help them develop it so that they can, and in this case, the bad guy is life, where so they can be successful in whatever life throws at them. And that that's kind of how I envision success. That That's my definition of success when I'm talking about my kids. And of course, I want them to be happy. I want. That's why we like superhero movies. At some level, I don't don't know. That that could be totally (laughs) out of left field. I think so, though. I truly (laughs) believe that every person has at least Mm -hmm. one superpower, and it may not be obvious. It may not be crashing through walls, but it could be. Oh, like your superpower is actually you know how to talk to people who are distressed, or your superpower is you're calm in emergencies, or your superpower is you are really good at styling hair. I don't know. But I think, I truly believe every single person on the planet has at least one... Has something to contribute. Yeah. I and mean, you watch, um, who's that singer? Adele. Uh, no. Michael I, Jackson. No, 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 no. <laughs> the know. one who has the challenges, uh, Susan Boyle. Oh, right. You know, you watch her first audition on TV. Oh, it's awkward. And it's just, <laughs> well, it is, it's awkward, and you're, but you're not expecting it. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere comes this and angel, angelic voice this yeah where it just sends tingles down your spine and you're like i never thought that would come have come out of her well no but that's and, what, but, but, but she had that in there and she did work hard to develop that i know um yeah but but, but, but everybody of, has something but but my point too though to 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 a degree is that not everybody's talents are that obvious and that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's what I noticed in Hollywood, too, is that everybody there was talented, like they were a talented singer or an actor or, or musician or whatever. I was blown away by the amount of talent down there. Um, so, But most people don't have the, most, the more obvious or the more visible talents like they did in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But I do think everybody has some hidden talent or, or maybe not as obvious talent that they need to develop. And, that's, and so when we talk about success... I think that's kind of our job as parents is to t- help them learn to work so that then they can develop that talent yeah, or the those talents that they've been given. Yeah, because development means work. Yeah. When you say develop it, that means work at it. Work at it. Yeah, <laughs> at exactly. It. So that's not, yeah, you're not going to develop your, your talents will never go anywhere if you don't apply that work to it. And there are plenty it. of examples, sadly, there are plenty of examples of talented people who went nowhere. You know, just kind of muddled through life. And, and then there are plenty of examples of ordinary people 
who weren't particularly talented who worked hard to develop the towns who did amazing things. Yeah, but that kind of leads us back to, oh, well, yeah, but I'm having my kids work at soccer. I'm having them work at singing. I'm, that is work. Right. Why do these chores matter? Well, chores are not glamorous. Ah, that yes. is the beauty of chores. Chores are boring. They're repetitive every day, and you have to do it rain or shine. And... And there aren't cheering people. There aren't trophies. There aren't. <laughs> there aren't and, trophies. No ribbons. Yes, there, there's not no a cheering audience. There's not, you know, a coach there. You know, oh wow, you're so talented. Mm. No, you're vacuuming. You know, it's just <laughs> you're not. You're cleaning a toilet. You're cleaning a toilet, and you did it yesterday, and you did it the day before, and that's why chores are the key is because back to your personal experience of working in Hollywood, when my husband was working in Hollywood as an editor, 99% of his job was tedious, boring, and not glamorous. <laughs> there was that 1% though. Yeah, that there was that 1% of wow, but 99% of it was awful. And I would go, how do you handle this job? You have to, for two weeks, go through weeks and weeks of footage, and then you have to organize it all, and then you have to, like, slowly, it was just, it was it so tedious and so boring. I just thought, how can he, how is he able to do this? This is awful. And, but it was 99% of it was just plain old tedious work. And not much different than cleaning a toilet. Oh, I got to find that John Wooden quote. Something along the lines of, of talent is as common as table salt. But oh, I got to find the quote because it's something like, but only the ones who learn how to work are the ones that rise to the top or something. Yeah, like that. John, John Wooden understood that yeah. where he would look for the players who were hard workers because he knew he could work with them. And he could, he could anyway, shape them into what they needed to be. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's take the flip side. What if you don't learn to work? What happens? I think that maybe that's the question. Mm. If you don't do chores, if you don't learn to do the tedious, boring, uh, mundane things, what happens? I can tell you what happens. You, you're always looking for a way around, a shortcut. Uh, they, those people grow up to always try to find a shortcut. Oh, I don't need to graduate from college. I don't need to work. I, I'm going to get it. Oh, let me do this get rich quick scheme. Yep. Yeah. Let me buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> let, let me steal something. They're always looking for the easy way out. Yeah. They don't. They don't know how to buckle down and get to work. Let me cheat off of others. Let so me the, get those are kind of it. those are kind of extreme cases. But even just in the normal cases, they're always looking for a handout or a, or the easy way out. The, they, they're not willing to do the hard thing. Yeah. And here and here's the catchphrase. Here, this, I, I'm going to copyright this. This I love this because this is what I say. Anything of value in life requires hard. Any, anything of value in life requires hard work. That includes your job, meaning your career. That includes school. That includes sports. That also includes relationships. What happens if you never learned how to work and you get in a relationship that needs work? What if your spouse is having a tough time? Or what if your girlfriend is having a tough time? Or what if one of your parents is having a tough time? Or one of your siblings is having a tough or, time? Yeah. yeah. And it, you can find tough time by sickness or mental distress or emotional problems or or 
financial issues, whatever the case, what if a relationship you have is having problems? What are you going to do? You're going to buckle down. You're going to roll up your sleeves and get to work and figure out how to make it work. Or you're going to look for the easy way out and go, ah, yeah, I'm just, it's too hard, too much work. I'm going to go somewhere else. And that's what happens. People who never learn how to work are the ones that have, that you end up with a failed relationship. They're the ones they that... They expect it to be handed to them. And if it's not handed to them as it should be in a perfect state, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no, I'm not willing to work if you, if, with this. If you're not willing to work, you will have, you'll never go anywhere you'll, financially, uh, uh, with your career, or with your talents, or with your abilities, or with your relationships. And it, it's, it's bad. You don't want to go there. You want to mm. learn how to work because anything of value... And that's where, that's where the, ha- the whole happiness thing comes that's in. That's true. Your relationships, uh, like they say, love is a verb. It's something you do. It, and, it's um, a, and the feelings follow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it, your relationships depend on that. You and I, uh, though, have concept. never had any problems. We never had to work through no, anything. No, <laughs> no. It's so weird. <laughs> no, our relationship so, has been a, a ton of work to, yeah. to get to where we need to be. And, and we're still working <clears> at <throat> it. And, and it's in, like, I like that. Love is a verb. We're actively working towards making, making a relationship better. Yeah. We have to serve one another. And, but it's and, tedious and yeah. it's boring and it's not exciting and nobody's, nobody's throwing us a ticker tape But parade. the reward at the end is worth it. And that's what um, we're, that's what we're all about. And that, and the process of, as we're going through this process, the, one of the byproducts is happiness. Yeah. As you're working through developing your talents or working through challenges at, at your employment, or working through difficulties in a relationship, the byproduct is happiness. And that that's what we want as parents for our children anyway, is for them to be happy. Yeah, well, I, I remember years back, there was a youth group. They were having a service project, and it was in our backyard. We had just moved into a new house, and the, our backyard needed to be cleared. There was a lot of stuff back there. It had there. been neglected and for yeah, a decade. It, yeah. yeah, it was bad. And so this huge youth group came over to to help us clear the yard. And well, maybe we should clarify. It wasn't, we had a one-acre property, yeah. and it was overgrown in every way. Yeah, and there was just stuff everywhere. And it was interesting because some of the youth came out, rolled their sleeves up, put gloves on, and dove in there and just got to work. And the hour that they were here, those kids worked the entire time. And it was impressive. Whereas other kids put on the gloves, pretended to work, but didn't really want to. And other kids didn't even try to appear like they were going to work. And it was, it was kind of cool because you we were able to watch those kids grow up and sure enough the ones who rolled up their sleeves got to work those as as we've watched them grow up they have turned out to be happier more successful going places Hmm. more confident than the ones who you know were just avoided work and looked down on work weren't willing to work and so it, it really is indicative of your future and your future success, your future happiness, because as your relationships are a huge part of the happiness. And as you pointed out, even that depends on your willingness to work. I don't know how to wrap this up besides say, wow, Les Mandarin 
more chores, <laughs> make it a priority. I, I, I think that's it. Where, I, but I like what you said. Where you went back to the whole idea of it's the it's working when it's not glamorous. I think that's the true measure of character is doing what needs to be done, even once the excitement has worn off. Yeah. And that is what creates that's, happiness that's and character. That's where chores come in. That is where that is, chores because there's shine. No, because there's nothing <laughs> exciting about them. And it's every day. And that's the other thing. It's got to be daily. Yeah. Like these are regular routine, whether you feel well or not, whether you want to work or not. You can't replace chores with Mandarin. And yeah. You can't do it. They are irreplaceable. And that's it. We'll see you next time.